Hi, I'm Sam, and I'd like to welcome Bill Payne, the keyboard player for Little Feet. Little Feet's album, Waiting for Columbus, is widely known as one of the greatest live albums ever. Some songs you might know by Little Feet include Willin', Dixie Chicken, and many more. As well as playing for Little Feet, Bill has played on countless songs by artists including Pink Floyd, James Taylor, and a guy I was lucky enough to interview, Gene Parsons. Welcome, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, man. It's uh, nice to talk to you, Sam. Well, how'd you meet Lowell George? I met Lowell the summer of 1969, and uh, I was in the Isla Vista area, which is just north of Santa Barbara. I was sleeping on the beach. I was staying at friends' apartments, you know, that kind of thing. And back then, Sam, they had these phone booths, right? And uh, I had a phony calling card that I could make long-distance calls on. Steve Jobs when he was my age, was doing the same thing. So it was just sort of uh, what people were doing back then that didn't have a lot of money. Uh, I called up, there was two labels that Frank Zappa had. One was called Straight and the other was Bazaar. I called Bazaar label. And uh, that's uh, how eventually I met Lowell. Lowell was asked by Frank to start his own band, Frank Zappa. Uh, Lowell played with the mothers. I don't think he was in the band, but he was playing with them. It was an album called Uncle Beat that I'd heard. but. Uh, yeah, I, that's, I, I met Lowell that, that summer through one of the secretaries at the Bazaar Records, which was out in Warner Brothers uh, in Burbank. And the two of you started Little Feet from there? Well, it took a while. We, we got together and uh, uh, got to know each other a little bit. When I went up to his house, there was this, it was near Silver Lake. Uh, it wasn't in Silver Lake uh, in LA, but it was a rustic house. It was just uh, off the street, a little bit, a lot of trees, wooden house. I walked up to the door, door was open. There was this beautiful blonde uh, girl listening to some Eric Satie music. And she goes, oh, you must be Bill. Uh, Lowell's expecting you. He'll be back in four hours. I said, what does he do when he's not expecting you? <laughs> so I was hanging out. I, I sort of knew, by the time he arrived four or five hours later, I kind of knew him because I was looking through his record collections and his books. I don't think she hung out very long after that. But. All right. Yeah. Well, well, I, I'm glad the two of you met. You certainly created some pretty great music with uh, Little Feet. And could you tell me what the story behind your little mascot guy, like the hot tomato, is? Yeah. There's uh it's it's a female and um, she is uh, was painted by Neon Park Marty Muller and Marty passed away uh, God, quite a while ago in the nineties I guess but he was he was an artist that Lowell had seen some of his work one of them was called Weasels Ripped My Flesh which is a Frank Zappa al- album so we had him come in and paint our second album which was uh, a Sailing Shoes and then he was with us throughout but the Hot Tomato uh, which is on Waiting for Columbus is she's in one of those Caribbean islands and she's waiting for Columbus, the explorer, to come down and find her and bring tomatoes back to Italy. Because apparently they didn't have them before. Hmm. Well, it, it's, a, I guess nowadays, a bit of an Italian staple, right? You got to have the tomatoes. Exactly. So it's, yeah. Well, how'd you guys settle on the name Little Feet? Well, uh, Jimmy Carl Black, who I keep mentioning to mothers because that was a group we were surrounded by uh, back in the day. Jimmy Carl Black was the drummer or one of the drummers for, for the mothers of invention. He he looked at Lowell's feet, and, and Lowell had these little kind of hobbit feet. They're almost as wide as they were long. <laughs> and he was wearing some hirachis, I guess, some sandals. And Jimmy looked down. Jimmy was from Texas, and he looks down and goes, gee, Lowell, those are little little flipping feet there. And um, so Lowell took that, and, uh, you know, did a kind of a Beatlesque thing. Instead of F-E-E-T, he made it F-E-A-T. Yeah, well, it's a pretty funny name. The second I, like, heard the, the name Little Feet for the first time, I was like, 
what? Like, and <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> but it it definitely works. It it's it's really funny. Like, it's a cool name. I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> oh, God, thanks. Man. So you guys are known for your incredible live performances. What are some of your favorite live shows you've done? Well, I, certainly in the, in the D.C. area, uh, we were recording a record back there in 74 called Feedstone Family Now. And uh, uh, it was a good period of time for us back there. So uh, we had great audiences in that area. But we've played concerts in Texas uh, before as well. I and mean, we played all over, but Texas is a good place for us. In Europe, I'd say at the Rainbow Theater, really fine place to play. There's one gig, I don't remember too much about it, except there was 40,000 people. And it was at the uh, Craterhead in Waikiki. It was the first time we had Sam and I think Sam and Kenny joined us in 72. And they came in from a group called Delaney and Bonnie. And uh, But Sam plays congas. Kenny's our bass player. And uh, like the first, I guess was the first gig that Sam played for sure. Maybe the first one that Kenny played as well. But to have 40,000 people there, he was like, yeah, this is good. This is good. So he was in from there on as well. That's a few places. I mean, Chicago's a great place to play. And uh, I don't think Little Feet's played it. But there's a gig up towards where you live in the uh, Pacific Northwest. It's, uh, gosh... I played there with Phil Lesh, and it's a it's an outdoor venue, got a terrific view. Is it Marymore? I don't think it's Marymore. It's 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 a it's this outstanding view of these valleys and whatnot beneath it. And I, I wish I could remember the name. Yeah, I don't know. That's cool. I mean, live shows are great. It, it must have been they must have been a lot of fun. You know, I've I've heard from lots of people that I've talked to that they specifically like love live gigs. Yeah, well, we still play, and uh, we play very well. Uh, we have two new members, Scott Gerard and Tony Leone, uh, respectively playing guitar, vocals, drums, vocals. And uh, Tony comes from a couple different resources. He he used to play with uh, Chris Robinson, The Brotherhood, uh, Phil Ash. He was playing with LeVon Helm when LeVon was unable to play the drums for a while. I met Scott Gerard when I was out with the Doobie Brothers about seven or eight years ago. And it was on a tour with the Doobie Brothers and Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers. And Scott was the musical director for uh, for Greg's band. So, uh, we got some really terrific players. Yeah, well, I mean, terrific players for terrific songs. I guess the two the two go hand in hand, right? Yeah, and you're one of the first people that have said that too, because I I often make that point is is it's it's nice to be able to play, but it's also nice to to be able to write good music and, and be to have good music as, as your foundation uh, which is one reason we can still call ourselves little feet after God, 50 plus years we're gonna be making a record next year i've written 20 songs with robert hunter from the grateful dead and uh, i don't know if you're aware of them but there's a group called blackberry smoke from georgia uh, charlie stars in that, that group you probably really like them yeah I'll, uh, I'll give them a listen yeah check them out yeah charlie and i've written a couple songs and paul muldoon's a Pulitzer Prize-winning poet. He teaches at uh, Princeton. He was he used to hold the top chair over in Oxford in England. And uh, we've got, we've written a bunch of songs too. So uh, obviously I'm writing a lot, but I'm I'm encouraging everybody in the band to write as well. So we'll we'll have songs from Fred Tackett um, and Scott and Tony, maybe Kenny Grady. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Well, what are some of your favorite songs you've written? Uh, I like uh, Oh Atlanta was kind of a funny one because. Lowell and I were arguing about who could write a hit song. Well, I didn't write a hit song, but I certainly wrote one that people like and, and uh, still resonates. It's, it's just rock and roll. The, 
the intro that do 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 that business there that was taken from Jailhouse Rock, which is an Elvis Presley song. So we not necessarily steal anything. You're just you could be influenced by things, right? So I like the time as a hero. I like Gringos, a really really good song. We we hardly ever play it. Red Streamliner is another song I like, and I I it was a song about a train, obviously. And when I recorded it with Little Feet, I brought in two people to sing on it and they were um, Mike McDonald and Pat Simmons from the Doobies and they told me that even though they were in a band with each other at the time they'd actually never sung in the same room with each other I said well nice to introduce you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's interesting you know I I never would have expected like two people that that sing that well together just don't don't sing in the same room I guess huh yeah and uh, it happens in a studio you get or you just want to do your own thing and you'll overdub people will overdub against you and vice versa so mm-hmm. well what inspired you to learn keyboards the uh, little girl across the street in ventura california was taking lessons and you know how kids are we're competitive just like we are when we get older but especially as kids because you're just learning the, the ropes and uh, when marilyn was taking lessons i thought I'm going to take lessons. And that's kind of what got me going. But even before then, there was my mother. Uh, we had a piano down in the basement. And uh, I went down there a couple times with her. And she was showing me, like, you know, put your hands on the keys and do this and that. And I, I, like, I liked it. So uh, it was a pretty easy transition. I lucked out, uh, Sam, and, I, and that I got a great teacher named Ruth Newman from Ventura. And Ruth, I uh, took lessons from her from approximately five years of age to 15 when she passed away. And uh, not long after she passed away, I joined my first rock and roll band. And uh, I've been, I'm, I'll be 74 in March, and I've been rock and roll bands ever since. <laughs> well, there, yeah, that's certainly a while. You must have gotten pretty good by then. Yeah, I mean, one hopes. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope, right? Yes. Well, how did Lowell George's death affect you and the rest of Little Feet? It was, I, I was... Uh, I was not expecting it. I I uh, I should have been because he was he was in a lot of trouble uh, health wise and just uh, you know too too many too many drugs and uh, etc. But I had made the decision while we we're making uh, before we went into make down the farm that I would probably move on. I just was tired of the back and forth, two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, two steps back, that kind of thing. But I I had encouraged Lowell to. You want to keep Little Feet going, great. I'm sure most, if not everybody, would want to do it too. But he should go out and do things he enjoyed doing, that he loved doing, take the pressure off himself. He went on tour to play for his solo album, promote that, and he died in Washington, D.C. But it really just threw everybody into a tailspin. I mean, I, I went out and toured with James Taylor, Stevie Nicks, uh, and a bunch of people, Jackson Brown, over a number of years. And there was a group, uh, maybe a group or two that was formed, Chicken Legs, I think was one of them. This is Paul Brer, Kenny. I think Sam Clayton was in it too. And uh, so everybody was doing different things. Richie Hayward was playing in those bands too. But I was I was off playing with uh, a bunch of established uh, musicians and basically pop stars, I guess. Well, what caused Little Feet to reunite? We had a, um, there, was a there, there was a place called The Alley, which was in North Hollywood. It was a rehearsal hall. And we went in. We were asked to commemorate a room in part to, to Lowell. And Certainly to Long Little Feet or Little Feet. And uh, we tried it about a year before, just playing music with each other. We had a lot of people around. We said, hey, if we ever do this again, let's just go in by ourselves, whoever we need to set up gear. If there's a couple people, fine. But let's just, we were in there and we were playing these songs. And it was like playing 
and singing Christmas carols. We couldn't remember the, the next verse from our music was so complicated, we could barely play it. But it got us thinking, got Paul and I thinking, I guess uh, I was first, because I was going to go out on the road with Bob Seeger. I thought, you know, I'm going to be out there for about a year, maybe nine months, something like that. When I get back, I think we ought to put this band back together. So uh, the decision was made to to do that. I, I said, what we're going to do is we're going to write a bunch of songs. I'll, I'll line everything up with management, with uh, our accountant, with, with just everything. But if the music doesn't really hit, us, if, it, if, we're, if we're not excited about the music, then it's not going to go a day further than that. So I had a label lined up, which was Warner Brothers, etc. Our lawyer, a business accountant. We, yeah, yeah, we had uh, Cameron Sears. He's managed uh, the Grateful Dead. Managed us for at least 16 years, maybe a little longer. And then we're now with um, Vector Management in uh, Nashville with Ken Levitan and Brian Penix is our uh, our main guy, day to day guy, and. Uh, Dennis McNally, who set up the interview with you and I, Dennis was the uh, publicist for The Grateful Dead. He's written a book or he wrote one book on them called uh, Long, What a Long Strange Trip It's Been or something like that. I can't. Anyway, it's a quote from a, a Robert Hunter song. It's amazing how all the bands sort of, you know, connect. Yeah. Cross collateralization that goes on. No, it's really cool because I was looking at um, some of like the, the songs and albums you've been on. And I've been like, oh, I know that person. Like, I talked to Gene Parsons. You played on his solo album. And I was like, oh, yeah. well, there's a, there's another connection, you know? Like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah the, birds rec- the Birds recorded uh, uh, Truck Stop Girl, which is a song that Lowell and I wrote very early on. I, I uh, was very proud of that, actually. I mean, we didn't have a super amount of covers, although we've had some over the years. But that was, that was cool. Well, how do you feel when you hear a cover of one of your songs? Well, I mean, I, it's uh, a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, it's kind of like home movies, you know what I mean? You, you see old photos of yourself with other people or whatever. It's, it's nice. Uh, it's, it's, it's obviously, uh, it, it can be a very humbling experience. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I guess I, I feel proud that people thought about enough about our material to actually want to do it themselves, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's got to be a pretty good feeling. I know there, there are quite a few um, little feet covers out there. I know, especially like a bunch of uh, Willin covers. You know, the the yeah. Birds did that one. They did, I, I guess, other other of your songs as well. But I, that must be such a, a nice a nice feeling. It is. It, it's uh, it's when Law and I first put the band together in '69. We we didn't expect to be a household name, but we were hoping that in the long run we would at least resonate within the musical community and. Uh, We've certainly done that. I mean, Richie Hayward, our drummer, God rest his soul. He played with Eric Clapton. He's played with Robert Plant. You know, we've all played with some great people over the years. And uh, so our our musicality is intact. I mean, we, we are musicians, first and foremost. I think Richie was an actually, I actually, uh, if you go to BillPayneCreative.com, that's where I've got a lot of my writing there, as well as my photography. I'm a pretty good photographer as well. But I was writing about Richie Hayward, and I said, you know, Richie, for my money, was a he was an actual uh, rock and roll star, like Keith Richards or well, Robert Plant's a rock star too. I mean, but, but yeah, Richie was one of those kind of guys. He just he led that life, uh, and uh, he was a one of a kind as far as a drummer. He had a lot, a lot of fans, uh, musician fans, which was great. I, I wrote about a ten thousand word essay on Richie on there. You might want to check out. Yeah, well, I'll definitely do that. That's that's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. I know. I'm, uh, I sat down the other day and knocked out, I don't know, 2,300 words or something. I, I don't normally write that that much, but when you're trying to write a book, you got to kind of put, put them where you can, you know? Yes, yes. Well, writing's tough. I mean, I'm in school for it, it I guess. It's it's hard work. <laughs> it is. I, I got a, I have a really good editor who's an English teacher. <laughs> and uh, I said uh, something about the audience, and, and their, their, their hands came up. And he goes, change came to win. Their hands went up. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, I've got a lot of writing tools here that I, I I can utilize. Your biggest tool, of course, is your memory, and then your your ability to to research as well. On top of filling in the holes of your memory as to what you remember or, or what your knowledge or lack of knowledge might be of a particular subject. So it's a I've written a few things on people over the years that you know required find out who they are before I start talking to them, kind of like what you're doing. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've done a great job today, too, by the way. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You know, I don't always hear that from a, uh, from a, a great keyboardist like yourself every day. So, well, hey, you know, we're, we're, uh, I think what we do, are you, do you play an instrument at all? I play guitar and viola. Well, I used to play viola as well. Really? And, um, you know, the low C, mm-hmm. the C, G, G, D. Whatever the heck it is. Huh? Yeah, CGDA. Yeah, CGDA. And you got the that um, cleft that you read that's in its own peculiar place. It's a, it's a great instrument, really. It's just has such a, a rich sound to it. But yeah, I uh, I'm always going to say is that as a creative person, obviously, because your creativity can shine through in a, in a number of different ways. Um, music's a good one, of course, but writing is is a is a wonderful way to to uh, to view your and allow your creativity to grow over a number of years, and um, I tell people it's, it's a matter of being inquisitive, first and foremost. You know that'll take you a lot of places. Uh, Keith Richards shared this with me in a place it was just outside of Amsterdam, the, the Rolling Stones in 1974, maybe 75, came to hear Little Feet on Mass, and he uh, I. So if you're we're on stage, I'm looking over to the side of the stage, and there's Jagger, and, you know, Charlie Watts. On the other side is Keith, and I don't know. So we're down in the basement in the dressing room. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Keith Richards! And I walked up to him. He he grabbed me, pulled me in close. He said, "All oh, mate, we're all part of the same cloth." And I thought, you know, thank you. In other words, and when I was reading his his book. Um, he was in the dressing room with Muddy Waters and Little Richard, and he was thinking, well, those are the cats, and if those are the cats, I must be one of the cats, too. So what I'm telling you is, Sam, is uh, you're, one of the, you're one of the cats. <laughs> you're, 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 All right. you're a creative person. You're doing your thing. Keep at it and, uh, and enjoy it. It's something you do for as long as you want, you know? I mean, yeah. In whatever capacity you want. I mean, creativity is I, – I didn't start taking photos until I was in my uh, – 50s so huh. now i've been taking them for what 23 years so uh, or 20 years something like that so uh there we go but the creative thing it's 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 not a given that you can hang on to it don't take it for granted but it's something that will, will definitely enrich your life and it, it, it 
it extends to just about everything you do, whether it's eating food or uh, being aware of good food, of good writing, of good books, of um, shapes and forms your politics. It shapes and forms who you hang out with. So I always tell people that when they're John Lewis, for example, civil rights leader, he passed away not too long ago. And they're talking about some other bits and pieces of, of people that I, I didn't think too much about. And they, I said, well, check out John Lewis. See who he hangs out with. Who does he surround himself with? Well, he surrounded himself with Martin Luther King in the day and a bunch of folks. I mean, so you kind of get a clue as to, not always, but you get a clue to people as to who they, they associate with. Yeah. That's all. So, oh, oh, well, thank you. That, that's a, a, a cool note. Yeah, huh? Thanks, man. Yeah, well, thank you. It's a you. pleasure talking to you too, Sam. Thanks again for, for you taking the time to allow this to happen. Thank you again. Yeah. Take care, okay? Yep. Thank you so much for talking to me. This has been so, so great. A pleasure, man. Yeah. It's a real pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you. I'm Sam, and I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bill Payne from Little Feet. If you did, make sure to check out my back pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other platform uh, that you can listen to podcasts on to listen to other great interviews just like this one.